Welcome back, everyone, to the RSN Podcast. My name is Scott. I'm the youth director here at River Chase, and I'm joined today uh, by someone who's going to probably turn into one of a, a main feature uh, on the show, and that is one of our interns, Charlie Steele. Charlie, tell the world about yourself. Uh, first off, thank you for that that introduction. That was a really sweet thing for you to say. Um, but I'm a rising junior at Mississippi State University, home of the Bulldogs. Wow. And now home of Coach Mike Leach. Yeah, that's true. Coach Mike Leach. Swing so, Your Sword. Swing it's Your a great Sword. great book. Find it on Amazon. Very excited for that, even though the season may not happen. But uh, I like sports, and I like God. Okay, so uh, we're going to do something a little bit different today than our standard thing. We're going to add uh, the special thing that we're going to do. Um, when we, when we, well, we're going to do one podcast on Monday. It's going to kind of be just for your standard show. And then later in the week, we'll release another episode that's more of a, an actual, you know, theological, we'll say, uh, thing. But today we want to do something a little bit fun. So Charlie has selected um, his favorite questions from the internet from uh, children. Yeah about God. So Charlie's going to rapid fire these questions. I have not seen these. And so then I'm going to do my best to answer them without committing any kind of uh, mortal sins. Yeah. Scott put a lot of trust in me, just letting me ask him all these questions. I did. Now I'm kind of disturbed thinking about what's about to happen. So here we go. First question, things that kids want to know about God. Uh, The first one is, why did God make mosquitoes? Why did God make mosquitoes? That is a really, really good question. Um, so I think the best way to, to do it is we oftentimes look at mosquitoes uh, like they have a very negative impact because yeah. it's it's us. They bite us. They bite us. That's what the kids said. But now I don't I don't know necessarily what exactly what mosquitoes do, but I know that they do play a pretty major role in sort of the ecosystem of the world and and everything kind of like works together in 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 a tapestry. So it's kind of like if you think about um, as an example. Uh, you know, in Florida right now, they have a big issue with boa constrictors because a bunch of people let boa constrictors out in the wild. And it's really throwing off um, kind of the natural ecosystem of the Everglades because boa constrictors are eating certain animals that were once the, the prey of something else. It's really throwing everything off. So you could say, and I don't exactly know what the ramifications would be because I'm not a scientist. Oh, yeah, well, why don't we just like wipe mosquitoes off the face of the planet? Well, if we did that, I guarantee you there'd be some massive uh, natural repercussions of that. Yeah. So it's kind of one of those things that even though um, we may not understand why why God created mosquitoes, they play a major purpose, and they are a beautiful creation the Lord's given us. Thank you, Scott. All right, uh, next question. Um, this one's a little more a little more theological than the first one. Okay. Why does God stay in heaven and not come down to earth to visit? You know, that's a that's a really good question. So I think it's important to know what we as Christians believe about God. We believe that God is is kind of three persons in one. So you have God the Father, uh, Jesus the Son, and then the Holy Spirit. And so we do believe um, that God did come down from heaven to visit us um, when Jesus uh, was on earth and and then died on the cross for our sins, then ascended into heaven. But then uh, you have this other... Um, you know, person in that that three pronged deal, the you know, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, and that's the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit lives and dwells in each and every one of us. And we believe that the Holy Spirit is one hundred percent fully God. So technically God is is visiting us on earth on a daily basis. God lives uh in each and every one of us, which is really, really cool. That was a really good answer. Thank you. Um so this one kinda has just a, a short build up. Okay, great. I think my four year old son 
This is somebody. Wrote yeah, this. this is a mom. This a mom or a dad? This isn't me. This question. Okay. I think my four-year-old son got confused when we told him that God watches over us. He said, "Wait, so God is Santa Claus?" Yeah. So I think it is important to sort of uh, separate Santa Claus from God. Um, you know, Santa, typically speaking, seems to, um, you know, watch watch over us just to see if we're good or bad. Yeah. And that's not what God does. God watches over us because we are God's beloved creation. We are we believe that we are God's children. So God watches over us to because he loves us, to protect us from things, to give us encouragement, and, and to have just this sort of this constant relationship. You know, God watches over us and wants us uh, to, you know, to join him in, in, in worship and also in prayer and really to kind of build that relationship. And that is not how Santa Claus works. Santa Claus is just kind of sitting there looking and I also think it's important to think that Santa's not omniscient. So Santa really kind of operates more off of word of mouth, like hearing hearing whether a kid is good or bad. Yeah. And, and God does not need word of mouth because God is with us all the time. So God is indeed not Santa Claus. God is not Santa Claus. Okay. Santa Claus is a completely different, completely different thing. All right. Uh, next question. Did Jesus get potty trained? as fast as me which i don't know how fast this kid got potty trained. <laughs> i know we don't know i mean some kids i think take a, a significant amount of time to get potty trained some don't i you know i don't know a lot about um bathroom habits um in ancient israel um especially around the time of christ i'm not sure i mean it's you know you're in the roman empire so you'd have to think that there's a high standard for potty training but um I don't think it was the same as us. And we're also looking at this like Jesus had, you know, a Bemis toilet that he could go into that yeah. had natural plumbing and all that, which didn't exist. No. I, I would say that I, I would think that Jesus was probably exceptional um, in the potty training game for quick whatever learner. that looks like back then. Yeah, definitely a quick learner. Okay. I mean, he, he's in the temple at a very young age te- teaching the rabbis about scripture. So I think he learned how to use the toilet before that. Fair point. Yeah. Uh, next question. <laughs> how did Jesus even rise from the grave? Did he punch out of the grave and say, this isn't the last of Jesus? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a great question about the resurrection. Um, <laughs> how did Jesus even... So, first of all, we we know that the grave itself is not like this sort of underground thing. It's more of kind of like a cave. A little bit is yeah. kind of like how we look at it, and there's this massive stone that was in front of it, um, and, and so obviously we think you know Jesus, you know that resurrection that happened or him, we believe he walked out, he walked out of the grave, um, or, or just kind of a, you know vanished from it, whatever you want to say. We don't exactly know how it works, but it definitely wasn't that Jesus was underground and punched his way out, kind of like in a Kill Bill type thing, um, but that. You know, Jesus was resurrected because Jesus is fully God. Um, so resurrected from the dead. And, and obviously we know when um, the people, when like Mary and Martha and Peter and, and everybody else came and rushed to the grave and realized it was empty, that there was an angel there telling them, hey, look, he's not here. Didn't exactly explain how it happened, but we just know that Jesus wasn't there. That Jesus, uh, you know, left the grave. Thank you. Yeah, so definitely didn't like punch his way out of dirt and come out and say, "Hey, look, guys, Jesus." This back. isn't the last of Jesus. This isn't the last of Jesus. <laughs> um, okay, to go along with that question, one kid wanted to know: Is Jesus a zombie? 
No, Jesus is not a zombie. So from I don't know a lot about zombies, but from what I gather, zombies. And correct me if I'm wrong. Like I haven't watched, I haven't done a lot of, uh, you know, work on zombies. Okay. I focus more on tornadoes and things like that. But um, credible threats. Credible threats. So zombies are they are dead, right? I believe so. I believe they're dead. So it, what we can so at least say is Jesus that Jesus wasn't isn't dead when he came. Correct. Back. So Jesus yeah. was the same coming out of the grave as he was going in. Yeah. We can we can we can say that. Now Jesus does some things after he gets out of the grave like there's some texts that make us would seem to insinuate that Jesus can like go through walls and stuff like that which is pretty cool. Um, but he was doing crazy stuff like that before, you know, he's walking on water and 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 had control over the weather and stuff. So Jesus is definitely not a zombie because Jesus comes back fully the way he was before. And in a zombie, at the very least, we can say that when a zombie is zombified or whatever it's called, that they are very, very different than they were before. They're not. They're not the same person. Yeah, Jesus definitely not a zombie. Okay, that's that's a little upsetting. I kind of wanted the answer to be yes. Yeah, it's, we can't we can't go that far though. Um, okay, next question. This kind of leads back to how you're talking about um, Santa Claus not being omniscient. Yeah, it's kind of can God read our minds? Ooh, can God read our minds? Yeah. So you get into some like muddy theological waters when we talk about this. So I want to be careful not to turn this into a, a large debate on, on what God knows and when, because um, then you kind of get in sort of the whole, is it Calvinism type thing? Um, I definitely, I believe that, that God can, you know, can read our minds. I believe that God is omniscient and knows all things in all places. Okay. And, and so if you, and that wouldn't be true if something you did or thought could shock God, right? Like if you right now said, all right, you know, God thinks this is going to happen, but I'm going to run outside and do this. That God's like, oh, wow, I can't believe Charlie did that. So, yeah, I believe that God can uh, read our minds. And, and it makes sense because, you know, Jesus talks about from a sin perspective, like even if you think it, it's just as bad as doing it. So clearly what goes on in your brain is exceptionally important to God. And so therefore God would know what's going on up there. So this isn't one of the questions. But yeah. So if you can say that, then it is, if somebody just says a quick prayer in their mind, yeah, totally counts. Oh yeah. Yeah. You, there's, there's nothing uh, in the Bible that would, would make me believe that the only way to pray is to pray like out loud. Okay. You know, you can, you can pray. I pray in silence like all the time. Me, me too, man. Yeah. It's, it's silent really prayer is the best. All right. Um, Three more questions left. Great, yeah. Um, if Jesus doesn't have a sister, why do I need to have one? <laughs> this poor guy. So uh, a couple of things. Um, you know, Jesus is the son of God, which is very, very different than what any of us can say. Now, we, we will sing songs or say things like, oh, yeah, we're the sons and daughters of God, but this is a little bit different. Because Jesus is not just the Son of God, Jesus is God, and 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 you and I are not. Um, but what's also true is that we don't necessarily know, like, if you know how many kids Mary had after Jesus. It's a good point. We don't know that. You know, we we have some evidence that you know we at least know that James, you know, this person called James, the brother of Jesus. And, and, and a lot of scholars believe that that is actually Jesus' we'll say earthly brother or whatever. We don't know if there are sisters running around. We maybe. 
So uh, we don't we don't know if Jesus didn't have any earthly earthly sisters. Um, but what we do know is that Jesus considers all of us as brothers and sisters. Jesus has about you know. I don't know how many people are on earth right now, how many people have ever lived, but billions upon billions of sisters. So you should just feel fortunate you only have one. And it kind of sounds like, I assume a little brother asked this question. Yeah. And it kind of sounds like he's got some beef with her. Definitely has beef. But I think God or Jesus would even call him to love everybody. So maybe that little man needs to get that through his head. Yeah. I also think that it's, let's say Jesus didn't have a sister. I don't, I don't know if we want to use, oh, well, Jesus did this, so we shouldn't have to is our, is our thing because yeah. there's some things that Jesus went through that I'm pretty sure that he wouldn't want to. And thank God that we don't have to because Jesus did it for us. Great point. Yeah. All right. Um, did Jesus practice walking on water first? And how can I do it? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we don't have any scriptural evidence that Jesus practiced before he did it. I mean, so we don't, we don't know. Uh, we can maybe assume not. I mean, one of the things that we tend to like to do is is take like a story in the Bible and try to add some backstory to it, and that's kind of fun sometimes. But we got to be careful. Um, so obviously, Jesus knew that he could walk on water before he did it, or or why else would he? Why else would he pop out there? He knew he had it in him. Now, whether he knew he had it in him based on on practice as a young child or because like he knew it because he's God, um, that's beside the point. So I think the better question that that this person should ask is, okay, well, you know, Jesus walked on water, why can't I? But the better question is, like, Peter also walked in water. Faith. And Peter was a, a 100% human. Now, uh, Peter was walking in water because God himself asked him to and was there, and then Peter ended up sinking because he lost faith. Um, so why can't you walk on water, but Jesus can? Mm. So I, eh, that's when you get into the, the, the hard idea of okay if we believe that through the holy spirit anything is possible we believe that so we believe that if if god wanted to empower you to walk on water that god could and therefore you could walk on water for some for one reason or another that doesn't seem to happen um with god in kind of today's society so what i want to tell you is that like physics and everything tells me that you can't walk on water because you're a human you're not god however I do believe that it is possible that okay. if God gave you the strength that you could definitely walk you on water. You could walk on water. <laughs> yeah, so let's not let's not say you can't just yet. I think it's fun again, you shouldn't like try to make up too many stories, but I think it's right. fun to think that like at the the neighborhood pool one day, all the kids were yeah. doing cannonballs and Jesus tried and he just hit the water. He just hit the water and stopped. Yeah. He's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh man, what happened? He wasn't injured either. Yeah. Wasn't injured. <laughs> he was just fine. Just fine. <laughs> okay. Last question. I really I say this one for the last. Yeah. Um, keep in mind, a little kid asks somebody in his family this question. Okay. When my son was about four or five, and it started to rain while we were walking back from the park, he asked me if God was peeing on us. <laughs> I think I really like this one because I think most kids would be like, "Is God sad? Is he crying?" Yeah. But yeah. this this four or five year old went a different route. Yeah. So not to get too technical here, because I mean, but. It comes from like the idea that that God or that heaven, where where God is, is this thing that exists up in the sky. Yeah, and you know that's sort of how we've always viewed it. We've always viewed it: oh, heaven's up in the sky, and, and hell's like at the core of the earth, down below, up and down. And it makes sense because up is typically good, down is typically bad. Um, so then, therefore, you can make the insinuation then that when anything that comes from the sky is from God, whether that's a tornado, lightning, hurricane, whatever. And it's a very 
you don't want to get into that because then you you move into okay well all natural disasters are therefore caused by god which we do not believe at least the vast majority of yeah. us christians don't believe it there are some that do and we're not going to talk about them uh but so asking the question if it rains is that god peeing on us yeah we don't believe that um we also don't believe it's god crying or anything like that we think that rain is this naturally occurring thing that 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 you know god put into motion on this earth and rain is a good thing rain is a good thing and i don't think being peed on is a good thing nor is being cried on a good thing but but rain is a good thing rain uh, sustains life it, it allows plants to grow it, it allows animals to have water to drink um, it allows uh, if we didn't have rain we could not survive and so rain is therefore a blessing from god just like thunderstorms overall are a blessing from god or mosquitoes or mosquitoes even though we don't quite understand it they're a blessing from god full circle full circle man way, way to bring it back mosquitoes also can create dinosaurs if you watch jurassic park and think that's true <laughs> look at that look at that unbelievable well, yeah that's all the uh that's all the the kid questions i have for you today wow Scott. that was unbelievable that was that was great uh enjoyed that and and if you have any questions that you'd like us to answer you can obviously slide into the dms of our uh rsm account and send those to us um and if not we will just keep kind of coming up with, with different questions it won't always be from kids sometimes they'll be really kind of intense theological discussions that we'll have but we want to start off uh, a little bit chill and relaxed with some questions from kids charlie any any final thoughts for our listeners um, yeah, if, if y'all do have questions again, like Scott said, send them over to the account. But if any complaints about the episode, Scott's personal uh, social media would love to handle <clears throat> yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, thank you. If I say something that if, if I say something like, "Wow, I'm not sure if that's like totally theologically," keep in mind I was I was answering kids' questions, so let's not let's not <laughs> knock off points for me not answering exactly how you know the whole cosmos of God operates. And, and on that note, we don't know how the whole cosmos operates. We're just doing our best to give our best guesses, and that's what we've done here today. Amen. Amen. You guys have a great uh, rest of the week, and we look forward to having you back and, and listening to our, our regular episode that we will drop um, sometime in the next couple of days. Love you guys.